Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. Welcome to No Bibs, Burps, Bottles, the stories of African-American women without children. I'm your host, Dr. Angela L. Harris, also known as Doc Sarah, and I'm so happy that you are joining me on today's episode. So I have a special guest who's on the phone. She's not in the podcast studio, and I'm excited to um, allow you to hear her, and she has a, a very great story to share with you guys. So let me tell you a little bit about my special guest. So my guest is a seasoned senior level special event director who has spent the majority of her 24 years of expertise working with top tiered universities, supporting their executive leaders and board of directors. Her passion for event management started years ago with her drive for wanting to provide the best guest experience and high level of customer service to all. My guest brings a multifaceted talent for driving greater organizational performance as a leader who has supervised management level staff and created departmental operations that have produced many successful fundraising, cultivation, and influential events. She is creative, results-driven, strategically budget-conscious professional who has been fiscally responsible for multi-million dollar budgeted event projects both domestically and internationally. My guest holds a BA in psychology from Virginia State University and currently resides in Troy, New York. So please welcome Miss Monica Simon. Welcome, Monica. Thank you for having me. Are you excited? Because I'm excited to have you. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm a, I am a little bit nervous. I've never done a podcast, so well, but we, I'm excited to share. Well, we can be nervous together. I've done a couple of interviews, and I will say that my first interview, I was very nervous, and my stomach was churning, and the <laughs> next time... I did it. I was a little bit more comfortable. And this is like my 12th one. So we're going to just be oh. nervous together, but we're going to get through it together. And I promise I'm not going to bite and it's, it's going to be harmless. It's going to be harmless. So you are on the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast. And I want to jump right in there. And so you are a beautiful 50-something African-American woman. And I am interested in knowing how would you describe your life right now, this point in time, being child-free, 50-something African-American woman? Describe your life now. <laughs> um, I would say still chaotic, um, though child-free. Um, I guess I will be 100% honest and didn't expect my life to be child-free at 50-something years old. It just happened to be that way. Um my current position keeps me extremely busy. I travel often, again, both internationally and domestically. So um, that probably would be a little bit difficult if I had a child. Mm -hmm. um, but it does allow me, I've, I've honestly had the opportunity to move a number of times professionally. So again, if I had a child and you know a significant other, that probably would have stifled that some. But because I am responsible for me, it's allowed me to um, move to various places and have some amazing professional experience. 
So what I'm hearing you say is that you can come and go as much as you want. You don't have to answer to anyone. And if you had to, it would be much more difficult, but not impossible. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. Okay. Okay. What would you see as the barriers? Having to think again about someone other than myself. Again, I'm definitely going to say it's not impossible. Um, I have a niece who does international events, um, and she has moved a number of times being married with three, you know, small children. Mm -hmm. She has an amazing support system in her husband who allows her to travel and change positions as she sees fit professionally, um, and he kind of um, supports that. Mm -hmm. So, again, I would say it's um, it's not something that can't happen. It just didn't happen that way for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so like, what are your uh-huh. earliest recollections of either wanting children or not wanting children? I think I've always been maternal. Um, and I would still think I'm maternal. Um, I definitely will say that I, it wasn't a matter of me not wanting children. It just didn't play out that way. Um, I think probably when I mid forties, 50 ish, um, just kind of realized that um, just physically it wasn't something that I was opening open to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, many years ago, um, as many African American women have and do, I had um, a surgical procedure to remove fibroids. Okay. And in that, um, my final doctor visit before my surgery, I had to go in, and um, me and my mom, I remember that very clearly, and I ended up going to a specialist because at that time, I still, in my mind, wanted to have children. So I went to the specialist to do my surgery um, because, you know, again, that was still in my view as far as I was concerned, Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. children, that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember that that doctor visit, that pre-doctor visit, and... um, I had to sign a release that said in the event that they went in to have the surgery and they had to give me a hysterectomy, um, that I would be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I remember just it just crying hysterically at the idea of not having children. And I remember my mom just, you know, trying to support, trying to console, but that was a tough letter to sign. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because that I couldn't even think of myself as not having children. Hmm. And so had the surgery, um, as far as I was concerned, you know, as far as my doctor was concerned, I was fine. I don't know. I hadn't gotten pregnant, but okay. I don't know if that was the case or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as time went on and, um, you know, just not meeting the right person and life just not putting me in that position where, I wanted to have a child, but I remember my mom saying, you know, numerous times, Monica, if you want to have a baby, just have a baby. Um, You know, there's other ways that you can do it or you can adopt or, you know, whatever. Um, And again, just the opportunity just didn't present itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I got older and, you know, your body, and I remember going to the doctor, you know, just for your annual or whatever, and the doctor just kind of saying, well, if you're going to do it, you know, you need to hurry up and do it kind of thing. And again, the opportunity is going to present itself. Mm-hmm. So when it finally came, when I finally came to grips, like, okay, this is not going to happen, I remember really, really, really having to, and this is when prayer and, you know, your faith and all of that kind of stuff steps in. And I remember just praying um, for God to 
make me be okay mm-hmm. with not having children um, and to bring kids into my life or children into my life some way. I don't know what that meant, um, but for me to just be okay with that. And mm-hmm. now I'm okay with that. You know, still love kids and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I would, you know, definitely mean God has definitely brought my children into my life mm-hmm. being, um, you know, to, to God mother to a 10 year old, um, 10 going on 30. So I don't know if she's the godmother to me or me to her. Um, but, um, but definitely bringing, you know, children into my life again, as I asked for in some other aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. so yeah, you said you, yeah. you, you had a plan or you referenced this plan that didn't quite uh-huh. play out the way you thought it would. Can you, can you share what that vision was? What was the plan? Um, well, I would say probably like, like I can't, I'm not going to say most. I'm not going to say all. I'm definitely not going to say that. I'm going to say like many women where, you know, they want to be, they want to find the right person. They want to be married. They want to have children. You know, you, you want all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw all of those things for myself. Um, you know, I believe I'm an amazing person, woman, and all of those things. So, you know, why wouldn't I have those things? Why wouldn't I expect those things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so truly that was the plan. Um, but again, you know, it just didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't have any regrets of, of how my life has worked out. I would probably say, and this is the God's honest truth, probably the only thing I probably think it, I would wish it more for my parents than for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Just for, to have, for my parents to have, um, you know, quote unquote, grandchildren kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do have a niece who has children, but um, but I didn't give my parents grandchildren. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So it was that traditional, and I've talked to a lot of women where that, and like you said, uh, for many and for some, the plan is marriage, you know, the sure. house and the jobs and the kids and the dog. And so, but I sure. also heard you say <laughs> that your mother said, Monica, if you want a child, just have it. So it seems like mom uh-huh. was maybe a little bit more flexible in in saying, if you want a child, you can have it. It doesn't have to be the right. traditional way. Right. So help me understand a little bit about, like, did you consider adoption? Did you consider other fertility treatments? Um, definitely probably in the back of my mind, um, you know, in reference to that, um, I, I will say that in that time, my mom probably gave me the, the, one of the greatest compliments she ever did. And she would always say, you know, Monica, you're going to make a great mom. Um, you know, and I, I value that from her because mm-hmm. she was a great mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I didn't, and again, that was one of the reasons I went to the specialist, because in the event of, he was actually a fertility specialist. Okay. And it's funny, because a, um, a number of my girlfriends actually went to the same doctor, and now have children. Hmm. Um, so it was definitely a um, something that I considered, looked into. Um, adoption at that time, no, but definitely um, other alternatives in reference to possibly going to a um, donor bank, mm-hmm. like all of those things. Absolutely, I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so were those thoughts that just kind of came and went? Did you, where are you today with that? Um, I mean, today I've kind of, I've come to accept um, it for what it is. 
And, um, and honestly, I, I think I've become a little bit selfish with my time. Hmm. So, um, and that's truly just because I don't have children. Obviously, if I had children, that would be something totally mm-hmm. um, different. But, um, but because I don't, um, I enjoy my time. I like to sleep in. I like to come and go as I please. I like to, if I, you know, decide I want to go away for the weekend, I can do those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So back to that flexibility. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. talked about, um, it, you said you had no regrets, but maybe thinking about like it would have been great for your parents to be grandparents. Sure. And so did you sure. ever experience any pressure, you know, during certain periods of your life, you know, early 30s, 35, getting 40, any pressure from parents or even other family members to kind of like, what's going on, Monica? No. <laughs> you know what? Probably more from, um, you know, friends or other people that I've met. You know, when you tell them, you know, you're 35, you're 40, oh, you're not married, you're not, you don't have any children, like those kind of comments, mm-hmm. um, as if I'm somehow a unicorn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um you know, and, and it's not uncommon at all, but in, in many people's, um, I guess, immediate worlds, it is uncommon. Mm-hmm. 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 And so how did you typically uh, respond to those type of inquiries from family or even friends? Um, like I said, I never got that pressure from family, so that was never okay. it. Um, uh, I would just, say just just timing it just didn't work out that way mm-hmm. um i'm not one for a whole lot of explanation so okay um yeah don't need to explain yourself to anyone and really those are common questions or common things that are said to women um i just posted something on social media you know like things mm. to things to not say to women who don't have children so you've never had any negative experiences from men, women, friends, colleagues uh-uh. regarding being child-free? No, no. Okay. And I, no, and I've been in relationships where, you know, people have had children um, of their own. And, um, again, I'm extremely maternal, so I'm the one who, you know, wants to do, you know, the, the stuff with the kids and, you know, with, with, with their grandchildren, like that kind of thing. Like I'm the one who's scheduling stuff, planning stuff, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. again, you know, asking God to bring children to my life in whatever way that, that sees fit. Um, and even if myself and that person aren't together anymore, you know, whomever that may be, still having that relationship with those children. Okay. Because, okay. Um, you know, those relationships are impactful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so let's move into dating a little bit. And so sometimes men can have reactions to older women not having children. And so... Um, the, the, the dates or partners that you've had, do you have a criteria, so to speak with children, young children, infants, teenagers, like, or you welcome them all? Um, I mean, I think at this stage of the game, I don't, I I haven't dated anyone with small children. So, um, probably more grandchildren kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Um, Years ago, dating people with children, I don't tend to think about it. I don't, I don't recall dating anyone with necessarily a small child, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then that gets into the whole thing of, of when does someone introduce your children and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, that, I don't think that's ever been a, a issue, problem, concern. Okay. 
And because you welcome welcome children or ask God to place children in your life, um, would you would have been okay being a stepmom? Had it had it gone that way in regards to marriage, a partner? It de- I will say yes, as long as his relationship with with the mother of his child is a um, a healthy one. Okay, because that's um, important. That has- <laughs> that has, um, like, that they have a good working relationship mm-hmm. and um, that it's respectful. Uh, and that goes on both ways. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. him being stuff for her and her of him and where he is. Cause you, because that we know um, even with women who are stepmoms, if they have kids of their own or if they're child-free, if you don't have that type uh-huh. of healthy relationship, it could be a hot mess. Absolutely. And you definitely don't want that. Definitely don't want that. Absolutely. Do you identify with child-free, childless, not having children, or is it something that you just really honestly don't think about? I don't think I think about it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I truly don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. In the not at all. <clears throat> in the friend groups that you are in, um, would you say you are one of the only one, or do you have other friends within your communities um of women who are child free as well and how are those conversations uh-huh. and what 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 are those discussions like definitely a mix of 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 you know women with children some without i have to be honest i can't necessarily i mean you know i've definitely asked the ones with children how their children are and and you know we support that mm-hmm. but can't say that it's um necessarily a topic of discussion for those who don't okay um yeah, I would really say it's not. Okay. Is it fair to say that the friends that you have with them being child-free, they're just kind of living their best life, not making it a big deal? I would definitely say that. Okay. Okay. Because for some women, it, for some women, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, and I think everyone um experiences their child-free journey differently. You know, uh-huh, so I uh-huh. think, you know, especially if you wanted kids at any point and you recognize, sure. oh, wow, I'm not married, I don't have kids, and I really still want this plan or this dream to come to fruition. Uh-huh, Maybe it's on the uh-huh. forefront and talked about more um, if you had someone like that. Sure. Um. Again, I don't, again, you couldn't have told me, you know, 15, 20 years ago that I wasn't going to have children. Uh-huh. Um. Like I said, that was a hard prayer, um, and a prayer over a, a quite a bit of time. Um, that didn't ju- I didn't just wake up one morning and say, "Oh, well, I'm not going to have children." Great, you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't that way at all. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something I had to come to grips with, um, and you know, now it's just it just is. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. I don't you know, um, like that. Um, yeah. So how does it feel, you know, with, with, with you saying that you haven't really talked about it and, and that you really took it to God in prayer and it was a journey. Uh It didn't happen overnight. And now that, you know, you have a friend like me where not that I talk about it all the time, but it is kind of part of my calling and passion and identity and supporting other women. Now that it's kind of in the forefront, has it, has it bought anything to surface for you lately? No, and okay. and a part of me is almost probably glad about that, because um, I never want any regrets, hmm. and I feel like if I were to harp on on what I didn't do instead of um, relishing in what I have done, mm-hmm. um, it could, 
maybe make me have some regrets, and I just don't. No need to have want one. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, no, we're not going backwards. It is what it is. I, I, I gave it to Move God in forward. prayer. I've worked through it, Absolutely. and I am here where I am today. Okay, good. And hence why, you know, I, I'm glad that you agreed to be on the podcast because, again, I think, you know, your your story, your testimony, your narrative, fill in the blank, um, I think other women will be able to identify, especially if you had a plan and it didn't happen and having to really take it to God to prayer so that you can say, hey, God, you know, I'm going to give this to you so that you're not ruminating on it. So good for you. Good for you. Sure. So, um, so I'm curious to know about your thoughts or your views just overall about how child-free African-American women are portrayed in society. Um, it's interesting because I would say probably, and God forbid the woman who is child-free and also not married, like, well, kind of what's wrong with you kind of thing. (laughs) Um, but why does anything, why does anything have to be wrong with her? Mm -hmm. Um, again, maybe it just worked out that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think that comes yeah, from? I, why do you why why do people still hold on to that? Like they're like they're ha- most people. That's a question that I've even gotten asked. Like, hmm, you're not married and you don't have kids, and it's like that head tilt. Like, hmm, what's going on with you? Like, where do you yeah, think that comes yeah, from? Yeah. Well, I would say honestly, I never wanted to be that that person who has a who, you know, has a. Uh, I guess use the term baby daddy. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, if whatever um, situation that I was in, it had to be right. And um, and just not in a place, again, where I felt comfortable to want to have, per se, a, a child by, I mean, you know, you're talking 18 plus years. Mm-hmm. And um, just not wanting to do that. So, I mean, heck, I'm sure a whole lot of women out there who don't have children could have had them if that's truly what their preference was. True. Um, but again, for me, it, it had to have been right. Like I said, we are not unicorns. <laughs> we are mm-hmm. really not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we are, are women who made a, a choice and um, stood by that, mm-hmm. and it's what works best for us. Mm-hmm. Not for anyone else, for each individual person. Exactly, exactly. And this is what your story and others um, are all about, is highlighting the choices and the lives. Um, it's a good life. You know, we don't walk around with three heads just because we don't have a partner or children. And I also say, you know, it, it goes hand in hand. You know, you know women who are mothers. I know women who are mothers. And it's a mutual respect. You know, because some actually are intentional about not having children and there are others. That's all they've ever dreamed about, you know, and then maybe other things happen where it didn't happen for them. So it's all about choices and it's all about mutual respect. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to leave a legacy. So a lot of times, you know, someone has a son or they get married and, you know, you, you pass down the name and, you know, the generations of Simons continue. But sometimes when you don't have children, you know, leaving a legacy might look very different for you and me. So what does sure. it mean to leave a legacy? That's so funny that you say that. Just yesterday, my mom's maiden name was, was Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And so my mom passed away two years ago, mm-hmm. and 
um, my aunt is on our side, the last of the Blanchards. So actually yesterday, myself, my aunt, my cousin, and her daughter went and took photos of the Blanchard girls. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so we went and did that, and mm-hmm. my cousin, um, who is the godmother to my goddaughter, um, is also a business owner. She's a small business owner. She owns a juice factory here in Troy, New York, so if anybody's in the area, please come and see her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, so trying to keep that going, but then also, you know, she's a very smart um, businesswoman. So mm-hmm. she and I actually have a couple, a few projects coming up in the near future. So again, legacy doesn't necessarily need to be um, name per se. I think when you, when someone, when I hopefully when they think of me, um, that they think of someone who was, you know, smart, intelligent, hard worker, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as these next couple of years come on, um, and as I said, you know, me and my cousin do all of these amazing things mm-hmm. that, again, you know, all the little girls who look like us say, wow, if they can do it, we can do it too. Yes, yes. And I'm so happy that people are thinking about what it means to leave a legacy because it doesn't necessarily have to be how it's always been done. And you, we can leave a legacy even though we are child free. So I've been, I've been hearing some great responses um, from my sisters when I asked that question on what it means to leave a legacy. And I can't wait for the audience to hear about some of your um, great things that you're going to be doing. We're going to get to that in a second, but what message, and you, you referenced, you know, little girls that can look up to you and say, we can do it too. But what message would you give a young sister? So we know, around that 25 almost hidden 30 age there's some pressure and a lot of times in society you know maybe from family maybe from a partner but what would you tell a young sister who maybe has decided for herself that she does not want children but she's being pressured Uh by family a partner or society um do what is best for her none of that other stuff even matters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um she has to do what is best for her Mm -hmm. um i remember growing up actually one of my sorority sisters never wanted children she doesn't have children um she said that from the the beginning i mean since i met her and um you know again successful woman and you know married and all those things but she and her her husband just never wanted children um so again i think you have to do what's best for you Mm -hmm. um don't be so concerned about about what other people are saying doing because again that might be great for them but that may not be what it is that is your path Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so again just don't be so concerned yeah yeah and don't succumb to the pressure right Uh -uh. and we also know that people people can change their mind and again there are other options so how somebody feels today may feel differently 5 10 15 years from from now so, right, right. Okay. So you said that you have no regrets. And as we come to an end, I know you also said that, you know, it would have been nice to give maybe mom and dad some grandkids. But as we kind of come to a close and you think about um, just where you are in your life, being child free, is there anything that you had control over or if you had control over that you would just do differently outside of um, having children and giving them grandkids? giving your parents grandkids like anything else that you would do differently um i would probably say no because i'm a big believer that god has a life plan for you 
and when I say you, I'm gonna, let's, let me speak about me. <laughs> God has a life plan for me, mm-hmm. and that plan is for me and me only. Mm-hmm. Um, where I am right here in this moment is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yes. Um, I do believe that, you know, God gives you, you know, the ability to choose, absolutely. Um, but I've always gone with um, with the direction that I feel like God has led me, mm-hmm. and it's always worked in my favor, so I don't even question that. Yes. Um, I tell the story about many years ago, I wanted to... Um, to move to Charlotte, you can convince me, tell me, or anything that, that stuff that I wasn't going to be in Charlotte. That's where I was going to be. <laughs> oh, you could be here um, with me now. <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, and so an opportunity came for me to move to Ohio. Mm-hmm. I moved to Ohio. Um, again, still had that vision. I'm going to be in Charlotte. I'm going from Ohio to Charlotte. You better not tell me I'm not doing. I'm doing something other than that. <laughs> um, then I got an amazing opportunity to work for Texas A&M. Again, I wouldn't have, and, you know, probably one of my most favorite jobs, still an Aggie, love those people, mm-hmm. um, love my Aggie family, but would have never had that opportunity mm-hmm. to, if I had not gone to Ohio, um, and then it's interesting because I ended up falling in love with Texas, mm-hmm. so it's, it's I, I laugh now because Charlotte's not even on the radar, <laughs> so again, um, but, you know, each one of those moves, um, was just at that time an amazing move for me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's always worked in my favor so i say again when opportunity kind of presents itself because my best friend always says um when you know you may have a plan but god may have a different plan for you yes so i always go with it and i promise you it has always worked out in my favor man that's a good amen right there good amen i don't question that yeah i don't yeah. I know we have in church on a Monday. That's right. Praises go up. Blessings come <laughs> down. So, well, Miss Monica Simon has been great. I want to let the audience know about the great things that you are doing. I know of the great things, but I want them to know of the great things. So drop to my audience what you're doing, what you're getting ready to do. Plug it, girl. Well, I laugh because my cousin is li- who owns Juice Factory is literally sitting here with me right now. We are truly each other's biggest fans here. Um, so, Janika, say hello to the fans. Hi, guys. Hey, cousin. How are you? Oh, I get that. I get two. I get two of y'all today. Come on. Plug hello? it. Let- let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, wow. So, we have... Um... A couple of locations that are that will be coming up, um, and Monica and I have been working extremely hard on um, a new concept for. Um, we can't share too much, okay. but it is going to be very fun, attractive, and family friendly. There isn't going to be anything that is around that's doing what we're about to do. Yes. Suspense. (laughs) The suspense is killing me, but I know that you guys are going to do awesome things. When, When you guys are ready to give a little bit more, make sure I know so I can let my audience and my listeners know, but I'm just so happy to just know that two chocolate brown sisters are doing their thing. So Thank you for Absolutely. sharing. Thank you for sharing. So, Miss Monica thank Simon, Miss Monica Simon, thank you for joining us. And just any final word, any final words you like to just say to the audience before we wrap up? 
No, I will just say that, um, as I said, you know, do what is best for you. Don't be, um, you know, don't fall into what society or social media or any of uh, family, friends, anyone has to say. You have to do what is best for you and, and always put that, you know, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And I will just say that, um, you know, I, I hope that we have the opportunity to speak again once some of these other things kind of come into fruition. Oh, yes, 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 we will. Well, I want to thank Miss Monica Simon for being my special guest. Thank you, everyone, for listening to No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. I want everyone to keep living their best child-free life. Peace. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life.